Welcome to the cybersecurity series where we explore key cybersecurity issues and the board's governance role in preparing for and managing cybersecurity. Hi, I'm Stephen Bowman, and together with Monica Schlesinger from the Advisory Boards Group, we delve into some of the really detailed intricacies of what the board needs to be aware of when it comes to cybersecurity. In this episode, we explore the key cybersecurity questions that the board must ask. And we look at how directors can frame these questions on cybersecurity at a governance level, not at an operational level. And Monica provides a number of examples that should make every director sit up and take notice. What are some of the key questions that directors need to be aware of that they should be asking both themselves and also their board to actually start that conversation around cyber security without scaring everyone off but to, mm. but to have it as a strategic conversation that the board takes note of? I think the, the first question that I would ask, the first question that I would ask is, is around the regulators of the, that particular industry. So I would ask the question, what are the laws and acts that we have to abide by? As it relates as to cybersecurity or as it relates to anything? No, general? no, this is in general. Right. So what are the laws that we have to abide by and what are the laws that can actually impact um, or the non-compliance can impact the, the well-being of the organization? And from that uh, point, you can actually, from that answer, you can actually go and see um, what is going to be breached, which of these acts is going to be breached if you suffer a cyber attack, okay? Mm -hmm. So, as I mentioned before, um, there is the Privacy Act. Mm -hmm. Now, most companies would be, you know, uh, subject to the Privacy Act, and that is an important consideration. Uh, if you are in the banking industry or in the financial industry, you have to be compliant from a PCI DSS point of view. So this is also something related to, uh, to security. And each country um, will have their own legislation, their own regulations. That's right, yeah. But you need to, as a board, you need to understand what you have to comply with. And like you said, and what would the impact of a cyber breach be in triggering any of the default provisions of that legislation? You also, uh, another thing that you have to think of is where is your data residing? Mm -hmm. Have you considered that your data is an asset? Mm -hmm. Have you classified your data? Uh, what would happen if somebody would attack your data? What would happen if somebody would actually steal all your client details? Mm -hmm. Because you can be sure that if that happens, the next day, um, some IDs or identity you know, of your clients might be actually for sale on the dark web. Mm -hmm. So you've got to be prepared to understand the consequences of this. Um, so one of, the questions that, one of the questions that comes up from that, Monica, is uh, a lot of organisations are starting to put their data and a lot of their IT stuff on the cloud or in the cloud. Um, and so I've heard directors say, oh, look, our stuff's in the cloud, it's all backed up, we don't have to worry about cybersecurity because it's safe in the cloud because we've got an external provider providing all of that security. What's your view on that? 
Uh, I think you have to go a step further than that. And to give you an example, uh, we partnered with Armor, who is actually securing the data in the cloud. So you have to put on top of that data in the cloud, you have to put an extra layer. Um, so it is not sufficient to say, well, I've got my data in the cloud and that's it. You also have to think what is happening internally in the organization, in your IT department, what is happening with the social media and the devices, the mobile devices that your staff and your management are using. You've got to think of the um, infrastructure of the organization as extending to the home and mobile devices that your managers are using. Um, so just just think of what happened with uh, with our census, for example. So you would think that this you is know, the Australian that's Australian, right, the Australian Bureau of Statistics yeah. census. So that so gives a bit of a history behind that. That's right. So well, you have to think they had it all in the cloud, mm -hmm. and then it collapsed after I don't know how long, like after ten minutes or uh, or so. So. Um, why was Where that? they were prepared, or well, I'm not going to speculate. There, there are different versions. Mm -hmm. um, there may have been a DDoS attack, um, denial of service attack. Um, probably it was very poor configuration to start off with, mm -hmm. uh, because they didn't expect such a, a big throughput from the beginning. But uh, I believe that you you need to to consider many other aspects, not only to say, well, we've got the data in the cloud and that's all there is to it. You have to look at the, um, just to give you an example, you look, have to look at the HR department. What are your hiring, firing policies? What can happen with, with the staff that leaves? Um, how strong are you know the passwords and the security measures that are actually put in place uh, to protect your data? Uh, what sort of access do you give to the new employees? Mm -hmm. So what's what's the board's role in all of this? What should the directors be asking without it then devolving into an operational issue that the directors know nothing about but they're scared so therefore they make a, a nuisance of themselves? What is it that a director can ask or that the board can have a focus on that's at, truly at a governance level and not devolving down into what would be the mandate of each of the operational departments? I think the the board is in charge should be in charge of the cybersecurity strategy and one of the of the important functions of the board is to oversee the policies in the company um, so that is a, a really important function of the board so, so what you're su what you're suggesting is a cybersecurity policy should be a board related policy not Correct. just an IT department policy and also they should uh, just extrapolating from what you're saying, they should actually ask the operations staff to put into their operational policies a cyber security component. That's right. And not only that, you, you have to consider all your departments. So you have to consider, for example, the HR department. Um, what measures and what policies do they have in place for employees, for hiring, firing, checking employees, you know, security clearances and so on. Um, think of the procurement department, okay, uh, where you probably have internal councils that are in charge of the contracts that are being put in place. You must deal with third parties. What provisions do you have in the contracts with third parties um, to ensure that if the third party gets attacked, you will not suffer consequences. Because quite often, and many attacks, happen via an, a third party. Mm -hmm. So they target you 
but they go through the third party because that is a weak link uh -huh. and that is a weak point. Uh -huh. You have to think of the, um, of the finance department, um, you know, how secure is the data, where is it held? You also have to look at the social media. There was an example um, of, a, of the CEO of a security company, which was a subcontractor for the WA uh, government, the Western Australian government, that was attacked purely because he was too verbose and was talking too much in the social media about where he was going and so on. Now, when he published and he wanted to publish, he declared that he wanted to publish um, a list of names of hackers, um, they gained revenge, they got back to them and they put out on the web um, the entire list of, of the employees with internal conversations. So you've got to really be careful what you're saying and how much you're saying um, in social media. So if you had to choose, let's say, two or three key questions that a board should be asking to make sure that cyber security becomes a strategic issue for them, what would those two or three key questions be? I think the basic one would be how would we react if we had a cyber attack tomorrow? Just play out this scenario. Think what would you do? Would you, are you prepared for that? Whom would you talk to? Would you tell your clients? Would you tell the regulator? Would you go to the federal police? Um, you would probably need to, to talk about this breach somehow. You need to talk to the media. How would you rebuild your internal network? How would you get back into business and to normal operation? As I mentioned before, there was a company in Australia, Distribute.it, that was hacked and in the space of two weeks was completely destroyed. Mm. There was nothing else they could do but to have a fire sale of their assets uh, and then simply hand all their clients. Their clients left them after three days. Now the statistics in um, today's uh, in in today's world is that your clients will leave you after one day. Mm. So you've got to think of that. How do you manage um, a disaster? So, happen? so the board can actually ask for a disaster recovery plan to be developed just around cyber security and if they elevated that to a strategic level it would be well what are all the things that could happen that could escalate and what are the things that we could put in place that would not only manage that but actually we could turn to our advantage as well too. I think another question is and it's probably I don't want to become you know to talk too technically here but what is the surface of attack so where can you expect an attack from because you may be very well protecting your internal network, your company network, but you've got to think of the home devices, the remote access of your employees. You also think, have to think of the, um, of the mobile devices that um, they are using. Now, the Australian Signals Directorate is, is recommending a few measures, and some of them, for example, like whitelisting, just to give you an example, whitelisting means you can only run um, a set number of applications, and that is a very rigid thing. Of course, it's a good measure, but can you operate in this manner? So we have to, you have to actually think of a sort of balance between being able to operate and being flexible versus being secure. Mm -hmm.
and I will give you a quote. I, I forgot now the, the author who, um, who said this, but I, I thought it was really beautiful. Um, ships are safe in harbor, mm -hmm. but that's not what ships are built for. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> so, so you have to think how can you reach that balance between what you need to do and how you do it versus, you know, the consequences of an attack and securing your network and securing your company. So as a director sitting on a board, I'm willing to raise the issue of cyber security and then everyone else around the board table, including the CEO, would say, well, where do we start? What resources can we call upon? Not individuals or things, but, but how do we get ourselves educated in this area so that we know that we're doing a good job of developing a cyber security strategy? What would your advice be for people about where they start actually educating themselves in a way that's relevant at the board level? I think I'll, I would like to give you the example of Sydney City Institute, which is an upcoming tertiary education where I'm chairing the board and I'm also chairing the Farms Committee. Now, this is a new name, it's called the FARMS, which stands for Finance, Audit, Risk Management and Security. So as you see, I elevated the security and added that S at the end of the word. How do I, uh, how did I start here? Well, I actually started by um, sending my colleagues this um, cybersecurity newsletter that I'm putting together on a weekly basis where I actually pick the relevant things that are happening in the industry that can affect them as directors. Additionally, I think as a director you have to learn about it. It's like a new language, it's a new world and you've got to start talking that language. You have to actually start to understand what can happen, what consequences uh, an attack can have over the organization. So it's all about you start with education. It's as simple as that. And once you educate yourself, you learn what questions you should ask at a board level, and you learn that uh, what your uh, obligations are uh, from from a legal point of view and then you start to engage the management and start to ask them to create tactical plans that will be put in place uh, and will protect the organization and will mitigate this risk so it's no longer about are we going to be attacked or not yes you are going to be attacked it's just a matter of how are you going to react to that We hope you have enjoyed this episode. If you would like more information, go to www.consciousgovernance.com and explore the What We Do tab.